0: I'm just going to start now. Hopefully people tune in live. But basically I am going to start podcasting again. And I figured... Because I also wanted to do like streaming stuff. um, So I figured I'd do both at the same time. And then upload the audio to SoundCloud and iTunes and stuff as a podcast. And then also upload the live videos and keep them up. So for these, like, live stream stuff, I'm just gonna, like, talk about leftist stuff and trans stuff and any other shit that interests me, really, and I want people to, like, be able to join in and comment and stuff, and even, like, have people who aren't leftist or whatever call in and stuff, because I just want to, you know, get a conversation going and stuff, um, So, for people who are listening to this on the podcast later on, uh, I always say, like, oh, we're going to bring back the You and YouTube to me stuff. Like, we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in Vietnam and Laos who, for some reason, listen to us. So, hopefully, you continue to listen to at least me. I mean, I want Ben and stuff to be on, but I'm just trying not to, like, depend on the co-hosts and stuff. Um, cause they got their own lives. So Ezra and Ben will probably like join in and call in and stuff and we'll be involved in it. So yeah, this isn't, I mean, I'll still talk about the stuff that we talked about on you talking YouTube to me and stuff because YouTube is such like an alt-right radicalization tool now. Um, and so that's kind of also part of the reason why I figure you guys might like it as well. Um, also, just people who are listening um, over there in Vietnam, I know that fellow leftist content creators uh, Luna Oi and American Johnson are over in Vietnam, and it just was like a weird connection. And I was like, all right, people over there do give a shit about some of this stuff, which you know I had never talked to any Vietnamese people and stuff, and I just was like, wow, I, why why are they interested in hearing me and Ben and Ezra and stuff talk about random bullshit? um but it's really flattering obviously the only american like review we got told us that they wish that we were in the pulse nightclub uh which was the like largest mass shooting you know specifically targeted at at lgbt people and so that was cool to hear from an american um but for real like people on the porky production page i'm gonna post this over there too so on twitter i posted a poll what do people want me to talk about. And it was a three-way tie. So I was like, all right, um, let's do it again. And actually pick one. If you see that one's winning, just, if you see it's close, just vote for the one that's winning. I don't, I don't really care uh, if it's accurate or not, but the one that won was the left eating itself, which was like tied with genital preferences. So I'll talk about that then, but I don't know. There's a lot of like, Moms of trans kids on Facebook that I'm friends with and stuff, and I'm going to be talking about like me as a trans kid and genital preferences and whatever. That'll probably be next week, actually. But we're just going to talk about the left eating itself, which is like it's so frustrating because like everyone wants to have leftist unity, right? But like, no one's willing, not no one, but most people aren't willing to be like, oh, you aren't, you know, fully communist, like, I'm just not gonna have you, like, you have to have unity even on the left with liberals and with conservatives, right? Like, if we're talking about leftist unity, we're talking about working class unity, people who don't own the means of production, like, that unity. If you're trying to get unity between, like, anarcho-communists and Marxist-Leninists, like, that really shouldn't be that hard. And so, I don't know, I've engaged in it. I, I think it's really disingenuous for anyone to say, like, I've never been one of those people that's like, no, I I know what leftism is, and and even if I don't, you definitely don't. And so one of the things is, like, social media, like, people, it's just echo chain. Like, you're not going to find people on left book who need to hear the stuff that you have to say like the people who need to hear the stuff that you have to say are the the trump people and obviously you know that's a big jump but in reality like trump supporters yeah among like the racial stuff and all that stuff like they're working class and they really think that trump and unregulated capitalism is going to help them so to be able to have a conversation with those people and to be able to be like no like i mean people if you tell the someone on the right or in the center even liberals like that's racist they're not gonna listen like especially white people like we have to be the ones to be like all right where are they coming from like why do they have to think this way it's because it's easier to be blaming just different groups of working class people, you know, whether it's LGBT people or people of color, or immigrants, whatever, it's like, they're not your enemy. Someone told you to think that way. And I'm not saying like, we have to be nice to Nazis. Like, there's a big difference between somebody who is, you know, xenophobic or whatever, and they just, they're not understanding why like none of their arguments even fucking make sense like they talk about the economy like the economy needs immigrants but like that's that doesn't matter it's like what's below the surface and the people on the left are going to call them racist the people on the right and like the alt right and the far right are gonna be really nice to them and they're gonna say like you're smart like you've just been brainwashed you don't want to think this but like you know skull differences and races is real like they're gonna be nice to those people so we as leftists need to like check our privilege especially like college educated you know middle class people who went you know to a good school system whatever like you need to check all that at the door and be like this is somebody who this is all they were taught like i can only speak as an american but i have a feeling that in america a lot of people when they have a similar reaction to the hammer and sickle, as to, like, the swastika, and, like, as a kid, I mean, up until college, I was, like, kind of on that fence, because we're not taught, okay, this is an economic system, and when we are, it's, like, I don't know, it's never, maybe I just didn't care about it or pay attention to it in high school, but I definitely, I only learned about it, like, maybe my freshman or sophomore year of high school, where, like, none of that shit really affected me and i didn't really care about it so like the american school system is not doing them a favor so when the left is just arguing and like you know these like very specific leftist groups arguing with each other like that's just to me a waste of time and i think like the biggest example of just like like we can't act like the left doesn't also suck like yeah, the right sucks and the right commits, like, mass murders and stuff, but there are criticisms of the left that people on the right have that are, like, they're real, and, like, you gotta acknowledge that, like, there's so much drama as far as, like, left book and, like, Facebook go, like, I feel like, you know, other than a college education, hashtag check my privilege, um, Facebook was, like, you know the left book groups kind of got me into it and it was so like i was afraid to be in those groups i was like i'm going to say something problematic or like if i don't agree with these people like i'm going to feel made to feel stupid and that is like you know the left has a way of doing that and it's just the the power trip that some of these mods go on like i thought that this was a copy paste but apparently it's real there was this mod in i had never even heard of them but i guess they're popular in in left book spaces and it was kind of like one of the mods on the like ace inclusion side of things which i'm not gonna get into right now that'll be like way down the line i'm not about to like be super controversial now but they were just a mod who was like a big name on left book and i don't i literally thought this was pasta because i'm gonna read what they wrote in some group and I I'm I'm not saying the group name because I don't know and I don't feel like looking it up but also like I don't want to add few like this is just kind of petty but this person literally said LMFAO you're a funny one not sure if I should ban you or just keep you here for the amusement there's a certain hierarchy here as my admin badge should have keyed you in on and you went and mocked me do you know how much power I have I'm not just the admin of a group with over 50,000 members I've got a network of admins that are loyal to me alone and their power spans all of Leftbook. I am the veritable champion online, and if you don't do what I say, why don't you message some group members and find out, winky smiley face. The only reason you're not banned yet is that I wanted to give you some time to read this first, to know how deep the sh- to know how deep the shit you're in is. Don't mock my community don't mock harry potter fans or those winning with autism you want another chance say you understand and you apologize and say you realize you've been a stupid fuck in a beautiful place and then this person replied and apparently all of this was like for real this person said I'm extremely sorry. I've been a stupid fuck in your excellent group. Please allow me to stay in this group and I will never disrespect you again. I promise. So I'm, I'm not even gonna like try to figure out what the fuck happened there. But when I got to the Harry Potter part, I was, I like lost it. I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, we can talk about, you know, J.K. Rowling. We can talk about representation. We can talk about all that stuff, but we all kind of know what each other's gonna say. Like, liberals are gonna say, oh, you know, representation's good, and then leftists are gonna say, yeah, representation's good, but it exists under capitalism, and, you know, the bigger systems, we gotta unionize, like, to the point. And both of those conversations are worthy of having. It just— we've just wasted so much time talking about it that it's just fueling that we're just giving these people who put out you know harry potter like fans like that's the biggest like consumer identity and then the opposite of that is like people who hate harry potter it's like horseshoe theory and it's like you're never really going to get through the other side and in the end like does it matter like if someone is down like for working class revolution, but they also like worship J.K. Rowling and think that you know Harry Potter is great. I don't care if it's, I'm not if it's that small of a disagreement. Even if it's something as like for president, like when it comes down to it, you know the people who have issues with Bernie, I have issues with Bernie. But like I don't know if there's a leftist who's like, oh, I like Pete Buttigieg if I don't really know them, like, I'm not gonna go right out the gates and hate on them. Like, it just, it, there are just some things that it's not worth arguing about. And, like, the other part of it, too, was, like, how much bad faith, like, is, is in Left Book. Like, I feel like people are just waiting to for you to fuck up. And they're just waiting for you to, like, say something negative or, like, word something in a way that doesn't get your entire point across because that's really hard to do. Like, when you only have, like, 140 characters or 120 characters or whatever it is, like, people aren't going to be able to say, like, succinct things that really need an essay. And the whole, like, unwillingness to accept problematic things which just doesn't mean anything like i'm gonna just talk about my personal experience with this because i am around a lot of like white middle class college kids and like i'm a white middle class college kid um but i'm also you know kind of in the sense that i'm trans and i have dealt with like institutionalized discrimination in that way and you know stuff with mental health and substance use and whatnot a lot like i'm just really grateful for a lot of the things that i have under this system but i also recognize like wow sometimes it it sucks to be in this situation you know as far as like stigma goes and transphobia and all that stuff goes like I just don't focus on that. Like, that's not really a solution. And I, you know, my when I first kind of got into more of, like, the left, like, I was always a liberal. But after, like, Bernie Sanders, like, 2016, like, Trump was elected, like, freshman year of college, senior year of high school, I was, like, kind of one of those people that was into, like, oh, you know, that person's problematic. Like, I'm not going to listen to them. So, like, when... The stuff came out about um Jesse Lacey from Brand New. I just like couldn't really listen to their stuff the same way, but also I felt this like guilt in it of like, oh, if people caught me listening to this, like I'd be cancelled. And after a while I was just I started to see like just people calling out like people in my real life who like are friends with each other, like calling each other out of like, oh, You shouldn't listen to this like they post something like oh i'm listening to this song and then all the comments are like wow you piece of shit that person's an abuser and if you don't take this down right now you are canceled and it's like laughable because when people are that are just like oh you can't separate the art from the artist like you're directly funding them but at the same time there is an argument of separating the art from the artist and recognizing these things. And, you know, it's a nuanced situation that at the end of the day, like philosophy outside, like aside and morality aside of like, well, yeah, that person's an abuser, but uh, their sound text and these people and all these people, like they deserve to have a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people have arguments. That's not a good one, though. I wish I didn't say it, that, because that's not really a really good argument, but, you know, like, people, people can change, people deserve to grow, and, like, yeah, that is true, what is the line between, okay, we can forgive someone, and we can't, and that's different for everyone, and it's, it's hard to have, like, a moral conversation like that, because there is, you know, people have different values and whatnot, so at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, like, if somebody wants to listen to fucking, you know, xxx Tentacion r.i.p.x like and that makes them happy in this shitty fucking world that we live in like who am i to be like you can't like that i'm better than you i'm gonna go only listen to people that i've vetted and it just doesn't seem worth it to me like there's a difference i mean yeah it's douchey to be like i like this person and they did nothing wrong but if you're like Yeah, man, like, I enjoy Louis C.K.'s stand-up. I mean, I don't know why you would still say that, considering, like, he's been bombing recently. But if you're like, yeah, no, I still like and think that some of the stuff that he did is funny, but what he did totally wasn't okay, and he deserves to, you know, have, you know, repercussions for that. I think that that's, that's like, that's up to the person. That's fine. And everybody, myself included, everybody likes problematic stuff that they can say, I don't condone what this person did, but the work that they put out, the way I interpret it, means something different to me. And that's just the whole, you know, does the art belong to that artist, or is it totally owned collectively by everyone after they've, you know, observed it, or listened to it, or watched it, or whatever. So it just doesn't seem worth arguing about because in the end, it just comes down to, not virtue signaling, I mean, kind of that, but I would say it's more of uh, an identity of wokeness or, you know, enlightenment, I guess, of, it. it's not because this person's an abuser, I'm not listening to them, because even though, you know, my my brain still finds this music pleasant sounding, it's that I need other people to know that I don't listen to this person anymore. And I want you to know that, you know, you can make your own decisions. But after I tell you this horrible information, and you continue to support them, like, there's a divide. And it just is like, a way to signal that out. And it just seems like there's always gonna be artists that do terrible shit. And the industry is always going to protect people who do terrible shit. So it's hard for people who have been the victim of terrible shit to make good stuff made by like genuine people. So at this point, it's like, It's not, it's again, looking at like those individual problems of I'm going to cancel this artist and this artist and this artist, instead of looking at it systemically of like, wow, this industry creates situations where people are easily able to abuse their power and to, you know, form alliances with powerful people to make sure that they're protected. And it happens all the time and it happens you know, in the music industry and Hollywood and all that. And why are they given that? Because of the way that we glorify celebrities and all that stuff. And it just, it ends up being so much bigger than just, I'm canceling a handful of artists. It's like, if you want, and if you want to do that, like, that's fine. If you really find out that a band you like did something horrible and you can't listen to them, like, I, I understand that on an individual level. Like, Fuck Guns N' Roses, like I don't care. Like music aside, like Axl Rose is just fucking terrible. So I don't want to listen to what he has to say. But I'm not gonna go around and tell people like if you like them, you also are co-signing all their terrible behavior. And yeah, I get that if you listen to or stream or whatever, there you're you're financially contributing. But what else are we gonna do? Like. It's pretty hard to be somebody, you know, especially a young person, to like buy music and support local artists. And if you can do that, that's great, but if at the end of the day you want to go home and listen to Spotify and give problematic Taylor Swift or whatever, I don't even know if she's problematic. Give somebody problematic your 5 cents like at the end of the day, if that just if that makes you happy, go ahead. I that's not that's not for me or anybody else to be the moral judge of because at the end of the day we all go home and watch you know tosh.0 and laugh at his racist jokes and we hide it from our families and we watch jeff dunham and we belly laugh and we cry and it we don't post it on facebook because it's not woke but no we all like problematic stuff and when the left is attacking each other on this it's like you could be using your time like, doing anything else, like, making your own stuff, or uplifting people who do make good things. It's, like, it's so, it just feeds into this, like, negativity that just doesn't really help anyone. Like, who is that organizing? Who is that helping? It's just, you know, people like Peter Coffin and stuff, they've made really, like, good, in-depth videos on, how wokeness as an identity and and as a brand is is just a a way you know under capitalism that keeps us into these like consumer identities um sorry i'm looking at my other monitor to see comments and stuff but yeah, I mean, I think that there there definitely is problems on the left and the left just arguing with each other. That's the other thing. It's like, if you get 100 Trump supporters in a room, they're not, they're going to disagree on stuff. But like, when it comes down to it, like, they're not looking that deep into policy. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're looking into like the Trump policy and like actually putting it in a historical perspective and all this stuff and you actually understand like the economy and how immigration does that like you wouldn't support his policies you could be strict on immigration and support trump but not support those policies but when it when it comes down to it it's like they all want less immigration some of them want you know holocaust type state enforced removal of people like ice or they want you know just stricter borders and lowering it but at the end of the day they just want less immigrants. At the end of the day, they want these jobs back. If you get a hundred, even just communists in a room, well, I guess that's so broad, but if you get a hundred Marxist-Leninists in a room, like, they're gonna be arguing amongst themselves all day. And that's why it's like the alt-right, it's hard to kind of pinpoint, I mean, I think we're getting closer to it, but it's it funnels in from so many ways. It's like you have the atheist kind of funnel, that draws people into the alt-right. You have the, um, you know, self-help people, like Stefan Molyneux and, and Jordan Peterson and these type of pseudoscience guys. You have the manosphere and kind of the triggered straight men from, like, you know, Joe Rogan and all that. And you have, um, you know, the incel community, I guess, and Fortune. Like, there's so many points of access. Even, the like literally just through video games, like, I mean, we can talk about PewDiePie, but how do you get from a gaming channel so quickly, and I kind of want to do an experiment on this, but I I have to, like, make a different YouTube account, because I don't want all these people to recommend it, but, like, how quick can you go from an innocent PewDiePie video to, like, I don't know, like, race realism? Like, how how quickly can you get there because of these algorithms? So, there's so many people that, you know, maybe they are, you know, not masculine or man enough or attractive enough, and they're incels. It attracts them, it attracts, you know, it attracts gamers in a way of, like, the PC culture stuff, um, because, you know, gaming culture has a lot of edge and, you know, sort of dark humor, and, you know, there is a line between, like, dark humor and just blatant racism, and there should be, but there is kind of that cultural thing about, like, being shocking and being ironic, and because of that, they're more susceptible to these actual Nazi dog whistles, because there's plausible deniability of, I was just kidding, oh, really, are you gonna get upset that I used, uh, uh, that I, that I said it's a clown world, like, oh, are you triggered by the circus? Like, there's that plausible deniability that you look like you're the crazy one for pointing out so we don't have to get into like what dog whistles are or anything but i'm just saying that the right has a way to get so many people like sucked into this rabbit hole and just be so like welcoming and i mean again i don't know i mean i've never been down like the alt-right rabbit hole um and I don't, I'm not one of those people that are susceptible. Um, I mean, especially now, but even when I was younger, I think just, I hoped, you know, just how I was raised, but you know, when you're already coming from a kind of conservative background and these people are saying that, and it's just, I feel like a lot of leftists, we need to let these people who disagree with us, like let them talk and because most—and let them come to their own conclusions. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you don't have to—if you go in outright and be like, seize the means of production, like, collectively own everything, like, people aren't going to listen to you. But if you start to talk to people about things that actually are impacting them, like health care or, um, you know, rent and how expensive that is, um, public transportation, like, these things, most people will come to the conclusion of, yeah, you know, if— If I have a kid and that kid ends up having a terminal, you know, serious illness, that's out of anyone's control, and I shouldn't have to go bankrupt and, you know, lose my house because my kid's sick. I think, you know, there's a human empathy in that, that, yeah, receiving medical care is a right, just to come down to it. And then you can talk to people about, like, well, should the government own it? And you can talk about, all right, well... It works well in other places. The government systems that we have here work. Like, you can actually reach people on that level. Like, everyone has a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or somebody who is on, like, Medicaid and ask them how it works for them. Most people love it. Like, it works very well. Social Security works very well for now. Like, if we, you know, keep it, if we invest in it, Healthcare would be much cheaper. And, you know, the other systems that we have, like the postal service, like there's good service. I think that's a lot of the arguments in that, like you can get through to people, but you're not going to get, you can't make someone believe something. You have to let them come to that conclusion. And we need to, like, be patient with that. And especially with, like, libertarians. Like, I feel like they are so accepted on the right when really it's crazy because their whole thing is, like, taxation is theft. But for some reason, my boss stealing my labor value is totally cool because maybe one day I could be that boss stealing someone else's labor value, even though that's pretty impossible because, you know, starting a business takes so much money and not, you know, most people don't come from the means to be able to do that and all that stuff. So people can come to their own conclusions around these things and really you lose sight of it's working class and ruling class and not that other things don't matter. Like obviously identity politics or whatever, like I don't think that it's entirely useless. We, we do have issues as far as racism, as far as transphobia, homophobia, all these things, like they exist. And, but once you get someone to realize like, okay, yeah, it is kind of insane that like, a handful of people own the entire wealth in the world. Like, it is a little absurd that people are able to make a billion dollars by exploitation. Then you can say, all right, so now don't you think that it makes sense that, you know, the government and the ruling class want us to fight with each other? Like, you don't have that much different between you and a black person. Like, as far as your position in all this, like you're both working and saying like, okay, these hierarchies were created for a reason, you know, give white, cis, hetero men, you know, in the beginning, you know, landowning, whatever, give them a little bit of power and then we'll work our way down, you know, cis, white, heterosexual women. And, you know, there's a hierarchy that exists because the ruling class needs to stay on top somehow, so just make it like a fucking pyramid scheme or whatever where now you're having just people fighting within each other and just to be clear, I'm not a class reductionist like there's going to be race there's there's racism in communist countries there's you know there are these issues. But I just feel like as a white person, like talking to other white people who are like leftists, like cutting out your racist family members who don't really know what the fuck they're saying does more harm than good when you could like question these people. Like you're the ones who should be doing this, you know, emotional labor. And I deal with it, you know, as far as trans stuff. Like, I'm not going to be on here, like, debating anti-trans people. Like, I I don't want to do that. It's not—because it's too hard for me. Like, it would just be exhausting. And, like, when I do do trainings on gender and stuff, like, I get paid. Because, you know, it. it's you're, you're just justifying your existence. But if people want to call in or whatever or comment and say, you know— whatever they want to say, and it doesn't necessarily affect me. Like, if someone's being, you know, ignorant or whatever on immigration, like, I'll have that conversation with you because any horrible shit you say, it's not going to hurt me in the way that it would someone who would affect. So, like, we need to start doing those things, bringing these people in, and the way to do that is to Be talking about it and to be setting a better example and i think just operating in good faith like i was in a a group um and someone said like does this group like think all cops are bad or just the corrupt ones and people were like not giving a serious answer they're just like a cab a cab a cab and i like linked a video it was like 20 minutes that just kind of like explained like Yes, there are cops that show up and do their job. Like, it's not about individual; it's about these systems or whatever. Like, an explanation because this person was just wondering, like, what is the thought process around that? Like, let them form their own opinions, but don't dogpile and attack them for that. And that's such, like, a, a leftist thing in general. I was gonna say left book, but it happens on Twitter, it happens on YouTube. It happens all the time that you know, it just doesn't, it's really not productive when you could be doing just anything else. One of the other, um, topics that I did on Twitter was around, I think it was, um, like online activism and how, you know, cause I ha- I have thoughts on that, but basically like, it's great to go online and like, you know, try to have conversations, but for me, like, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't work well online, because, like, you're not really, like, reading what they're saying as a person, you're reading it as, like, a reply, and you're forming yours, because it's in front of a stage, um, the way that you talk to people, like, publicly on Facebook, obviously, you wouldn't talk to them that way in real life, and probably, I mean, at least for me, not even in, like, a DM, um, just because, like, That's not how we're meant to interact, for the most part. Like, yeah, it's a good tool, but at the end of the day, like, human-to-human interaction is going to be how people get empathy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think, especially with the primaries coming up, I'm just going to campaign for Bernie, um but I'm not going to be attacking other people. Like, I'm just going to say what I like about him. I'm not going to try to change people's minds. I'm just going to say, like, this is where I'm coming from. You know, there are the Democratic candidates that are more to the left, and then the rest are mostly just kind of, you know, traditional run-of-the-mill, you know, Democrats, which— that's going to get Trump another term. Like the Democratic Party really, you know, fucked up because this Overton window shift to the right. And hopefully, you know, I think the, the argument between Warren and Sanders is, I haven't seen it actually that much around uh left book, like super tense arguments, but I don't know, man, when people are talking about like, I think, you know, generally people on the left are going to say Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. And a lot of those people are going to say they're not left enough, but they're still going to vote for them. They're not going to just be like, I'm not going to vote. I think that, I hope that most people on the left are, are smart enough to say, all right, yeah, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, policies, you know, and supporter on Israel and, and sex work." you know, bills that have really made things worse for that industry. I don't agree with that, you know, all this stuff. I don't think he's gone for the left enough, whatever, but I'm still going to vote for him. Um, but when it comes to like liberals and I mean with Joe Biden, that's, I, I've really only seen Joe Biden love from like the generation like before boomers like, liberals in, like, their 40s, early 50s, um, and who else? I think, I haven't seen a lot of beta stuff, but, like, with Pete Buttigieg, like, there are a lot of well-meaning people who are liberal, who like him, you know, he's gay, he, he served, and for some people that matters, um, for whatever reason, it, you know, whatever. They they think that he has their best interest in mind because of that. But you're if you're looking at his experience and his policy, like what policy? Like what experience? Like, yeah, he was a mayor. And the same thing with um <coughs> with Beta O'Rourke. Like okay, yeah, these people look good, you know, they're like younger, smiling, charismatic guys who just scream you know i want to be the new jfk but do you really think that they can make decisions that span across all like the president that's the highest position that you can have and if you have no experience in any of that like i don't know at least warren and sanders like they've been around you know at least bernie i think is and probably, I mean, I don't have the numbers, but I'm pretty sure he's the most consistent as far as his views on things, you know, ever since the 80s, even before, you know, talking about, you know, socialism and a regulated capitalist system and, you know, opposing, the, like he's, he's had his, his morals and his, his, you know, his votes reflect that throughout his career. Um, do I agree with all of his votes? No, I don't even know everything he voted on. It would be stupid for me to say, you know, he's always voted for the best possible thing because you can't, you know, you don't know how these bills are going to play out in reality. And, you know, that does come from not listening to people they affect, like that sex worker bill that was enacted a, a year ago that just made things way worse, you know, shutting down the, um, what's it called? The casual hookup sites on Craigslist and whatnot. What is that called? It's like something encounter, casual encounter. I don't know. Like now sex workers can't screen people and the left eating itself on that. It's like the infighting when it comes down to it, like obviously vote for whoever the nominee is like, but it's, it's about before that. It's about like who are we campaigning for? Like, you know, I think it's too early for me to like really be like out for, for Bernie, like, you know, campaigning about it. But as it gets closer, like I will talk to people about it. Like I will put in that sort of effort, um, because it is collective, you know, it, we just don't, we're so individual that, oh, mine doesn't matter. I'm just this one person, whatever, and it's like, yeah, but there are a lot of people who want to see universal health care. There are a lot of people who want to see, you know, an investment in education and free college tuition, like, you know, uh, comprehensive mental health care and addiction. Like, people care about that, and it comes from all different experiences. Like, I feel like conservatives—I mean, obviously— with a lot of that stuff if you're working class you have more to lose if you're voting conservative because you don't think it applies to you you don't think oh these rules around you know trans discrimination and racial discrimination they don't affect me but like these progressive bills help everybody like bills around you know the opioid epidemic like so many of these red states have horrible, horrible, um, issues with, with overdose deaths around opiates and fentanyl and meth and all this stuff. And, you know, if, if we had a basic, you know, mental health care coverage that everybody could have, then you won't have poor people overdosing. If everybody, Could make enough money to afford, you know, decent housing and food, maybe they wouldn't be turning to drugs. Like, these institutionalized problems, they, at some point, it's gonna affect you. Like, at some point, you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna meet somebody or become friends with somebody or have somebody in your family, like, through marriage or something that is trans or, you know, a person of color or who's an immigrant, you know, you're gonna be affected by this somehow. And it just doesn't make sense to be like, I'm on the side that is fighting against that, because I hope it doesn't happen to me. And, you know, if the left talked more about that stuff, and I'm talking pretty generally, I mean, I'm talking about the online left. Um, because that is kind of the worst of it. Like, not even though it seems like online conservatives are like batshit crazy Trump people, because that's who we kind of put up. That's like, and it, it is like a lot of them, but you hang out with, you talk to, you know, you interact with people who are conservatives all the time and they're probably more reasonable than you want to imagine. And you're probably more reasonable, you are more reasonable than what they want to imagine. So to just be able to connect on the working class level, and this is, like, this goes for people in positions of privilege, where we can talk about this shit, like, I'm not saying, like, if you're black, like, go up to some republican who's all for, you know, incarceration, like, no, that's not gonna end well for you, you know, you're not gonna get anywhere, but if we use those positions of, like, okay, I, this person's gonna listen to me, like, when I do trainings about trans stuff, I know that me being white and thin and passing and all this stuff, like, I know that that affects how people take me seriously. Like, I've had, you know, transphobic, or not transphobic, but just, like, ignorant, you know, educators or whatever be like, oh, I could never tell that you were trans. Like, oh, like, that made me think about this, and it's, like, because they take you more seriously, so if you can do that, like, do that, like, I just, I can't stand that shit, like, I spent way too long engaging with people who are just, like, Google is free, like, oh, you're such an idiot for not knowing this, like, you know, you're automatically racist, if you're friends with somebody who's racist on Facebook, then it's just, like, oh my god, you're just shrinking, your expansion down like you're just going into that to be the better person you're just going into these arguments to leave feeling like you have the moral high ground and i think that it's just something that we need to constantly be checking like you know am i coming off as as a douche am i coming like am i making these things look bad because You're not. You're gonna end up making yourself look bad if you're in a Facebook discussion or a discussion and with a bunch of conservatives that, and you say like, uh, you know, minimum wage should be fifteen dollars an hour. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy. Like you're gonna have to actually get through and be like, okay, well, we have a minimum wage because that's the minimum. You know, like really explaining these things to them. And are you gonna change their mind? Probably not. But if you I think it's about, I think a big thing about it is, like, acting like what they're saying is, you know, makes sense. And it's hard to do. And that's something that, like, uh, when I was in high school, I was part of this, like, thing with work. That was, like, a leadership conference and there was a lot of stuff on race, and there were affinity groups, and it was, like, white people talked to other white people and basically just complain, like, I'm not racist, I'm not one of the bad ones, blah, 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 and, um, actually, my friend Oscar, who, um, is awesome and is a white person, like, basically listened to all these people say this shit, and basically was like, okay, yeah, I see where you're coming from, like, yeah, that's fair, and I was like, how are you saying this shit, but, like, connecting to them being, like, I understand what you're saying, and not just blowing them off, like, Actually, you know whether or not people are right. They they deserve to explain themselves and to be able to like get that out of the way and then move on to like okay this isn't an attack on you like and to be able to admit your own sort of shortcomings like I'm gonna everyone's gonna be wrong about shit like I haven't read all the the theory, I don't expect anyone to, like, sometimes you just gotta be quiet and be like, okay, I genuinely don't know enough about this to form a very nuanced opinion, like, I can have my opinions around, you know, stuff that, you know, like, Brexit, like, i understand you know what side i fall on but i don't know all of the nuance and history that surrounds these decisions like so when people are talking about brexit my point is like if people are talking about that i'm not going to say anything i'm just going to read what people have to say so that i can get more information that either backs up my own opinions or makes me like look more into it um and i think that like uh oh, so many people just like talk over it like i'm not going to talk about stuff that i don't have a lot of experience with and if i am going to talk about something that i don't have experience with i'm going to say like take this with a grain of salt this is just what i've seen or what people have told me or whatever um and to be able to to just do that you know even with like trans stuff everyone has a different experience so i can't act like i have the right answers and we can't act like another issue with, like, the left of these validation gangs of, like, this person has the answers, like, oh my god, it's so bad in these in these Facebook groups, though, like, people worshiping the moderators, like, this person's always right, and if you disagree with them, like, you are, you're banned, you're kicked, like, you're blocked off of any group, like, your name spread around, it's just so, it's so extra, like, Dude, like, this is Facebook. At the end of the day, we're just giving this website traction. Like, if you're not having fun with it, don't don't be an admin. Like, no one's making you do this shit. It seems like so much work. But, like, oh my god, there's so many... It's... Oh my god. All of it's just really ironic to me, too. Because, like, you know, left book obviously varies in degrees of leftism. But, like, aren't we not about hierarchies? Like, shouldn't we elect the moderators like if somebody is not even if it's the founder of the group like if they are not meeting the the needs and requirements of that group like they should be out and it just it it's just so stupid and ironic and i'm probably gonna get called out for saying the word stupid because that's problematic like i don't know it it just all is in bad faith and doesn't get us anywhere we need to organize we need to be in communities and actually be talking to people who are going to be voting like just do what you can let people live their lives and as far as like leftism goes like we don't have to have every conversation go back to like stalin we don't have to have every conversation go back to you know any of that shit like we don't have to talk about the past 24/7 like that does serve a purpose but we also need to work on actually being aware like what's happening in in your communities what is who are the people running in your districts and your state who are progressive and Not always pointing out, oh, you know, even if this trans bathroom bill gets passed, trans people are still going to be exploited and oppressed. Like, yes, but it's a step in the right direction. Like, obviously, like, police reform is not going to fix the root, you know, historical underlying problems of policing. But if you get body cams on police officers, maybe that'll make a small change i mean obviously we're seeing how that's playing out now and it's 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 band-aids but we can still influence those things and so something that i am just trying to do is just be more involved in the things that i can change like not to say like oh we can't organize and change washington because that's not untrue but it's it's so much responsibility that you could spend you know a month doing leftist stuff online and trying to do all this stuff and you're gonna feel defeated because things just seem so grim like focus on your communities who you're electing you know volunteer for stuff form these things like make your community what you want it to be And you'll be more fulfilled in that work, which is why, you know, doing the training stuff on trans stuff, like, I don't agree, you know, politically with, like, everybody that I work with, obviously. Um, But at the end of the day, like, our end goal is to make things better from what they were before. And, you know, even, like, jeff who like i love jeff's great like we have conversations on stuff that we disagree with when it comes to training around terminology um especially around like the bisexual versus pansexual stuff like we have conversations about these things and at the end of the day like we just want things to be better and like yeah those things should be talked about but what's in the best interest of the student, the family, the school, the community, like coming together in that way, instead of arguing, like, you know, what's the better theory, you know, is, is anarchism a a political ideology or is it an end goal? Like, you know, all these sort of semantic things just really seems like a waste of time for the left. Canceling people on Twitter is a waste of time. All of this stuff is just a distraction and a way to gratify our feeling of importance. So, hey, oh my God, I've been literally streaming for like an hour. Andrew Reed's in the house. Holy shit. Andrew Reed was, for the people who are listening on like the podcast forum, um, (laughs) oh my God. I, I don't know if I should say people's full names, but fuck it. That's a, that's a generic name. We got Ezra literally in the chat wanting me to sing Wonderwall. I gotta figure out how to like Skype call with him. Um, but yeah, no. Andrew and Ezra in the house. I'm probably gonna be, I don't know how often I'm gonna stream stuff. I'm kind of wrapping it up now because it's been almost an hour and I am kind of running out of things to say because that went on a tangent, but um, don't know. I, I might stream maybe once or twice a week. I have like a little like actual setup going on. I'm trying to, if anyone knows how to do streaming stuff without open broadcast source, OBS, whatever it is, help me because it's not really working on YouTube and it's not working on Facebook and my computer is really old. So yeah, once I get that hooked up, I'm going to like actually be able to like show my screen and stuff. And I want to watch videos of like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson and stuff and just kind of laugh at them and That type of stuff so this is gonna go up on soundcloud and itunes and then i'm gonna edit it up and probably put it on youtube and stuff so i'm gonna aim to do it once or twice a week i'm just i don't want to run out of topics and i also want to get on like a time schedule when people are gonna be watching it so i'm most of the listeners for the podcast are in vietnam and I don't know what time it is over there, um, because ideally, if I can have a lot of people in the chat in Vietnam, they're, they're the ones who actually, like, listen to and support this shit, um, so if I do it, like, at a convenient time for them, I just don't know how it's gonna work with the time change. I know that, um, non-compete streams, like, Sunday night at, like, 10 or 11 and i think that's like 9 a.m um in vietnam what time is it in vietnam is it gonna tell me oh it's 9 a.m oh because okay so i that might work i don't know i'll figure it out ezra uh is gonna definitely be on the show ben will probably be on the show don't even know what it's going to- I mean, I might just call it Let's Discourse, because I, I can't think of anything, and I just thought of that, like, right when I went live, because this was kind of a test, but I think it went pretty well. Um, if you have any requests or, you know, topics that you want to be discussed, like, I'm down to talk about anything, um, as far as, like, leftist stuff goes or just anything in general like i really i don't care i I like i can talk about anything um you know music tv youtube stuff like the youtube stuff is just it's crazy to me i've been (laughs) this is gonna be like i was thinking about doing this and it's insane but there was this i don't even know why i'm getting into it right now but there was this family on youtube and they were mormons And, like, over the course of, like, years, like, (laughs) they kept, like, documenting, like, they're having more and more kids. And, like, they were called the Shaytards. And the guy was just, like, kind of insane. Like, kind of like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Like, just really off. And when I was a kid, I watched them. And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. Like, they're a perfect family. But, like, he publicly showed his whole downfall. And there's, like... Hundreds of hours worth of footage of him like going from like this family guy to like this rich dude to like an alcoholic to a guy who like is like cheating on his wife with like these cam girls. Like it's insane and it's all documented for everyone to see and like it's still there. It just is oh my god, it's crazy. Like the exploitation of the kids like being filmed every day. Like I just want to get to the bottom of it. I think it's so interesting um, and crazy, and it's, like, still going on, but, like, no one's watching. It really is, like, something out of a, out of a horror movie, um, to be honest, and it's, it's, it's very sinister, (laughs) I guess, because, like, they start off as this happy family, and then you see, like, Oh no, things aren't right. Like the wife can't leave him because in the church, like she will be shunned and their whole family is super religious and all this stuff. And they have all these kids and all of it is online. And it's just kind of a, it would be like a deep dive, but I don't know if I really want to get into like seeing, like watching that. I might have to do some digging the thing is though like they're not really popular anymore like the subreddit gets posts like once in a while because i literally check it because it's just just, it's crazy like do you ever think about what happens to these youtube stars that just kind of disappear i'm gonna see how many videos they have um but they would vlog all the time and there's hundreds of hours and i just want to see like when did it start to go wrong oh my god they have 2715 videos And that's just, like, the main channel. But, like, they really just, like, did their downfall. Also, making your family a brand, like, this is, like, some, like, late-stage capitalism stuff that literally, like, this is an idea for Black Mirror. Oh my god, that would be, that would be such a good Black Mirror episode of, like, a vlogger who, like, every time they turn on the camera, like, kind of shit hits the fan and, it just gets worse and worse until they're subscri- every time their subscriber count lowers, like, the issues get worse, like, they, they lose a million subs, and then he, like, gets back into drinking, and then they lose a million more, and he, like, cheats on the wife, that would that'd be a really good episode, but they haven't uploaded in two months, and the last video was, Jesus Christ, it was six minutes, but it was a cover of Harry Styles' Sign of the Times, so, like, it's weird. He was also tweeting something about, like, forgiving Hitler, like, things got, got weird. I'm probably going to talk about this with Sonia, my friend Sonia, who uh, is going to be on the show. Um, but she's in Italy right now. But anyway, let's see how they have so many videos. How, what are their, uh, all right. Well, oh, I just clicked play all. It's probably going to be like a hundred. Oh my God. Yeah. But anyway, I want to like make a playlist, like rewatch it and like document and be like, around 2012 we started to see a shift in the way that they interact it just i don't know that shit's just so interesting to me like if you told somebody in like the 80s like you'd be able to like open up a computer and just watch someone else's life like not spying on them but like they're filming it and they'd be like oh well, what do they do like are they famous like no they're just a family and they just start filming themselves just because they need attention and then they start getting it and things just get worse and worse This has nothing to do with what the topic of this is about, but be on the lookout for that. Um, Ezra actually, like, I remember he showed me, like, a video of theirs in, like, 2009 or something, so, you know, still wondering when that whole situation is going to, like, implode on itself. I just feel like it's such a specific thing that happened, like, I don't, I guess it still kind of happens uh, with, like, family vloggers, but I just don't see them because I'm not, like, that demographic, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, but that was the first episode. I hope that this mic sounds as good as I hope it does. Um, remember that family that got their kids taken away because they kept pranking them? Yeah, that was, Hannah, that was, uh, that was, like, kind of recently. That was in, like, the last year or so. Um, and I don't understand how that stayed up. Like, it wasn't like they didn't get any views. Like, I think they had, like, a fairly big following. I don't understand how there were no comments that were, like, yikes. Like, who was watching it? Like, I don't know. But I'm glad that they got their kids taken away. But that shit is, like... Dude, there's so much creepy shit going on on youtube like as far as like pedophilia like that shit is whack there were a lot of there are so many like youtube scandals that that's like yeah we're still doing the you talking youtube to me stuff i guess there's there's a lot that that's happened um since we last last chatted about that remember someone shot up the youtube headquarters and we just like and it was a woman and we just like totally just like moved past it we're like oh yeah I don't, I don't even remember what the motive was. Jesus, our news cycle is fucked up. But yeah, that family that beat their kids. There was a, um, oh my god, this was one of the, I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny in the sense that it was, like, (laughs) such a failure, but there was this guy, I don't, this is, like, real old internet stuff, but There was this channel called like the angry grandpa and he would like smash things and like break glass and do all the shit in front of like little kids and it was like shocking funny back then like viral video but now people have gone back and been like this is like not okay like i would not throw like a television right next to my toddler's head Um, and so the guy who made the angry grandpa channel, like obviously he monetized the shit out of it. Like he made t-shirts with angry grandpa and all the shit and boogie2988 interviewed him and it was a mess. He was just like, angry grandpa was the sweetest man in the world. Like, yes, he beat my sister and punched her in the face, but, um, he really in his dying wish, he wanted me to make angry grandpa t-shirts. Like it was just, oh my God. I I don't understand how... I mean, I do, but it just seems to me like if that many people are watching something and nobody is, like, commenting, like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't okay? I guess the people just delete them. I don't know. But it happens all the time, like, with the TikTok videos. I don't know. I'm just glad that I'm not in middle school like when TikTok and stuff came out. Like, it's it's pretty scary considering, you know, some of the shit that you hear go down on those sites. Like, Chris Hansen with To Catch a Predator, like, he's back. Like, they needed him back because of this. Like, I thought that 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 shit was, was, you know, you'd think that we'd find a way to not have pedophiles doing that shit on platforms as big as YouTube, but whatever. What gets the views? Whatever gets that ad revenue it's family friendly uh if you have a family just pulling a prank on their kid by giving them a little just a little uh tap on the head with a tire iron that's fine but you know if you talk about being gay that's not suitable for advertisements uh you know but go ahead and do the swastika nazi salutes and whatnot because even dislikes will bump up your place in the algorithm all right, it's ten thirty at night. There are two people watching. I need to figure out a better system to do this, but I think that that went well and that was fun. And I will be back. I'm gonna say Friday to do another one of these. And I'm gonna check what the. Um, oh my god, I'm saying um oh, so much. I'm gonna check what the next uh, winning poll was on twitter so if you follow me on twitter you can vote in that because you can't make a poll on your profile on facebook you can only do it in a group where is this oh my god it was a two-way tie so we're either going to talk about genital preferences or online activism probably genital preferences i kind of want to like straight get into like drama because it's polarizing and i'm not trying to like be right or wrong i don't think it's such a nuanced thing but gonna be talking about penises and vaginas and if you like one or the other uh if if you don't care for either one if you like them both we'll figure it out um next time but for now i'm gonna dip out and you'll see this on the Porky Production SoundCloud. So go to the Porky Productions SoundCloud, go to the Porky Productions Facebook page and YouTube channel because that's where all this is going to be but also on my personal stuff because I have more followers on there. Good night!